You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Follow Trot the Egging on social media outlets. Facebook is Trot the Egging, YouTube is Trot the Egging, Twitter is at Trot the Egging slash at John Hed, Instagram is Trot underscore D underscore Egging, and LinkedIn, John Hetherington. This week's rugby story is that of an Ince Rosebridge Jr. who developed a great skill set for a big lad and managed to tick all the rep boxes from schoolboy rugby with Wigan right through to international recognition with England. Signing scholarship and pro terms with Wigan was always the ambition, and he hasn't looked back since, with spells at Bradford Bulls, Workington Town, Hull KR, with the Vikings, Barrow Raiders, and currently Salford Red Devils. Ladies and gents, Mr Greg Burke. Well, Greg, how are you and the family doing, mate? Yeah, good pal, yeah, me and me, me little lads, we're doing all right, it's... Uh... They've been struggling in the heat, um, yeah. you know, little babies running around with nappy on and stuff. And but no, it's, we're all good, pal. We're good. Yeah, good man. So before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home for you as a kid, and and who lived at home with you? Yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a Wigan lad, um, yeah. Wigan born and bred, and uh, from Beach Hill, um, little area in Wigan. Um, I live with mum and dad. The, yeah. the house that we lived in was actually the one. That my mum was born in as well. Um, That's got that one, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was born under the window. Um, so yeah, we've and then obviously when when my mum and dad uh, sort of got married, and I think her mum might have passed away not long after it. So my nan, um, so they just sort of took on that house really, um, and she yeah, she pretty much lived the whole life. So yeah, the rest we, is history. That's the one, yeah. And then obviously I've, I've just up the road now. So I've got my own house and with, with lads. So it's um, yeah, still, still in Wigan though. Can't leave. Yeah. Can't leave God's town. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. So how was rugby first introduced to you, and and where was it? So, um, well, my earliest memories of, of of rugby was my dad used to work um, at the old Central Park. Now, obviously, Wigan Wigan's ground. He, he worked at the at the Riverside Club. Um, right. So I were I, I can remember one of my earliest memories is I can remember my dad being at the, the, the obviously the Riverside Club. I think my brother might have been playing um, like a curtain raiser or like a schools final in Wigan for yeah. for Sacred Heart or St John Fisher, whatever, which whichever. And I can just remember Central Park. I can remember the looking at the pitch um, and just like the smell of like burger vans and things like that. That's yeah. just the. It's like, I must have been very young because I can't really remember it, but it's just very, they're the little memories I can remember. Um, and then as I got older, um, one of my, another another memory that I can remember is me and my brother used to play uh, on the carpet in the front room with like a little foam rugby ball. So obviously he'd get on his knees because yeah. he's quite a bit older than me and my brother. Right. He'd get on his knees and, he'd, you know, he'd let me he'd let me play full contact and he'd be knocking me everywhere. And, <laughs> um but one of, my, one of my memories is watching, or, the, or well, work playing and the 98 grand final being on, Jason Robinson scoring that try through the middle. Yeah. Uh, that's one of me, that's like I say, that's another one that just sort of, them are the, the two main memories that sort of stick out. Um, and then from there, I didn't really want to ever play, to be, to be quite honest. Um, I I, my dad would always say, do you want to go to St. Pat's or do you want to go to St. Jude's? And just kept like trying to, you know, sort of get me to go, and I just like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to play that, and I'm, I'm happy just not bothering. Um, and it all started with a kid 
at my primary school, who basically just he, he one day said, "Oh, I, I play for a team in Ince called St Williams." So like, all right, okay. So I was a bit timid, a bit shy. So I thought, well, he's there, so at least I know someone. Yeah. So we go, we go to training. Introduced me. Oh yeah, Greg and blah blah blah. blah. Oh, we've got, we, he knows a kid from school called Gareth. He's like they're looking at me like, oh Gareth, and they brought his kid out who played. He's from Ince, so I know it's not him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, what's his full name? Told him his name. He was like, we can't, we don't know who he is. I've gone in the school the day after, said to him, I thought you played for St. Willie's. He went, yeah, I went training one time last year. And that's <laughs> it. So basically, he just lied yeah. to me. But once, it was like, my dad had got me there. And it was like, right, that's it, you're in. And he sort yeah. of got me there. And then it, that's how I just ended up staying. And that's how it all started. Right. So not only did you grow up past because we had pairs of socks, not a phone rugby ball for knee rugby, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, it's like got... a teddy bear type thing. It was one of yeah. them. Yeah. So, Still yeah. past, mate. It's not a pair of socks. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you basically got tricked by this lad into it, mate. So what what kept you going? And was there like a, a schools town team for you? Was there was there a process for that? Yeah, so um like a like I said not a minute ago, I'm, I'm, I really didn't want it. I saw a couple of weeks in, I thought, you don't go in. I don't really want to be here. But my dad was like, no, you're going now, you're here, you're staying. Um, so I just had to sort of just sort of put up and shut up and just kept going. Um, and then from that, me, my school, I went to Sacred Heart, um, which is like sort of, in Wigan, obviously a lot of people talk about St John Fisher and, yeah, there's all the oh, it's a school that's got, but a lot of them actually come from Sacred Heart as well. Um, right. So I played in the team with Owen Farrell when I was a kid. He's a year above yeah. me, Owen. But the, once my primary school teacher sort of got wind that I was playing rugby, he was like, right, we're getting him in this team because my dad had played for the school and stuff, so they knew all that. And yeah, um, it was like, right, we're going to get him playing. So I played in Owen's team. Um, so I was just sort of that's how we got into it, playing playing school rugby for them and. Um, yeah, and then I got on the I got on the town team when I was what would I have been? I think it was under 11s then. But I played a year. I played a year above, so I played with Owens Owens age. Um, yeah. So I got on that year, and I got on obviously the year after with, with my own age. Right. And how did you find that process, mate? With you being a bit of a, a shy kid, was it overwhelming, or was you was you all right? It, it could be, yeah. To be fair, there was times when I just like, I, I I wouldn't really speak too much and. You know, unless unless they sort of would come out of the way and speak to me. So, like, Owen was all right. Um, obviously, he knew me, but obviously he had other mates as well. And there was a kid from Rosebridge who, was, who plays, who plays at uh, Witness now, Kenny Baker. He was a year yeah. above. Right. Um, so he played, and so I knew him, so we would just sort of hang around a bit. And, yeah, I mean, it was it was hard, but end of the day, we did, I just, you know, I got, I got on with it and played rugby. So what position was you playing then, mate? I don't know. I had number. I, I tell you what, I did. I had number five on my back, but I definitely went on wing. Take I'm that. Like, <laughs> I know I'd take it, but when I look yeah. back, I'm like, Christ, I worked quick then, and I'm definitely not quick now. So, <laughs> um, they just sort of gave me number five, but I think it was more. I played in the middle and back row, and I think obviously once. I think they always had that. My team sort of always had that sort of little vision type thing of when you get your extra numbers, because I think you start off with like 11 players or something and then you end up getting a couple more. They always thought, right, he's going to be a loose forward in a couple of years. So I was sort of in and around that area so that I could be the loose forward. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I was just sort of big bopper running around because I, I had like a blonde mushroom then, which surprise, surprise. <laughs> the ball cut. Yeah, I had the old, I had the old ball cut. So I was just the big, big fool running around in the middle with the, with these, uh, <laughs> these ball cut. <laughs> so do you know if you're playing a year above, mate? Do you reckon like at, at town team? So when it comes to the club rugby, do you think you were probably a bit of a target in that then, or? Uh, I don't know, you know, because I don't think a lot of the club rugby sort of teams, I don't think they either they didn't take notice or they didn't care, if I'm, if I'm being honest. I think it was more the, the size of me, really, because I, I was quite a tall kid then, so obviously the bigger, you know, it's the old thing that the bigger lad would go for him and that type of thing. Yeah. But with, with Ince, so I had a lot, like, it's a sort of, what should we say, it's a bit of a rougher area and the, right. the kids were a bit rougher and ready, so... Yeah. The team I was in, I was like, they, there was more, they, they sort of come for me and then like the, the smallest kid would be an absolute like tear away and he'd, he'd be he'd be going around clouting folk and it was just like, I was fine really in my team. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't talk, no <laughs> one else would talk them, so. Yeah. Do you reckon yeah. that brought brought that side of your game on a little bit then, that bit, bit of fire? I think so, yeah, because I, I was, like, you know, I, I was definitely timid, probably a bit soft really when I was, when I was younger. But being around them lot was like, oh, actually, them, you know, you need to sort of get a bit, get a bit of shit in you, really, and that's where yeah. that all come from, really, being around them, them type of, them type of kids, because there was none at my school. I mean, there was one, the, the one who got me there actually, he was a bit of a, yeah. <laughs> bit of a crazy kid in school, but there was nothing like them. Like they were like, look at you funny, they'd give you a smack and stuff like that. They were proper yeah. rough and ready kids. So, but being around them, you know, it definitely helped, helped me as a person and. Uh, it definitely helped me my uh, my rugby as well because I've you know I toughened up I toughened up a bit and that's that yeah it sort of led led on from that really. Yeah. So how was your transition into high school, mate? And where did you go? So I went to St John Fisher, like I you know like I said, um, yeah. Which is it's the literally them schools are right the only right corner they're right next to each other. So Sacred Arts the there's a fence and St John Fisher's over over the other side okay um so yeah i mean i got, I got into that and that and i was sort of the i've been in the both town teams so i've been in the year above and then i captain the year above after captain my own age the year after so i was sort of thinking like you know i've got a, I'm, well it must be all right i'm doing all right basically i'm doing all yeah. right at rugby so that's something that if i can be half decent at, i want to try and have a go at and because when i was younger i just sort of played because you know, you enjoy it and never never yeah. thought I'm going to go and p- play. But then once I got to 10, 11, I thought, I'm actually I'm doing all right here. Um, then I sort of to start to knuckle down and think, right, I'm going to try and try and make something if I can and be a rugby player. Um, so that's sort of where it all started, really, going to going to high school, because obviously St John Fisher, um, it's very much a rugby league school. Um, yeah. And it, I did exactly the same then. Once I got there, my age group weren't the best. Got a couple of good players, but the rest were like just footballers or whatever. Just didn't really know how to play rugby. Yeah. Whereas the year above, they had a really good side. So the, the, the school teachers went, right, you're going straight in them. You're not even bothering with your age. So. Right, okay. Yeah, so. But you'd already been doing that, so it's, it's nothing to you really, well, is it? Yeah, I'd play yeah. with a few of them anyway, with town team and stuff. So I, yeah. they, they knew I was all right and sort of vice versa. So. It didn't really phase me, really. If anything, it, I was I was I was happy because at least I had a chance of winning something. So yeah, no, that's it. And your yeah. games only get good at enhancing it. So that's looking it. back now, mate, did 
Have you always had a bit of leadership about you, have you? I'd say, I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, I would say so. Um, but again, yeah, you know, as a kid, I think I, I was captain of that 11s under, uh, school team and then around that same age, I, I got given the captaincy at Rosebridge, my uh, amateur side as well. Um, so I think, you know, that probably I've got a bit of that in me. Um, yeah. You know, and basically, yeah, it's there, it's there if... It's more of a quiet type of thing. Um, sort of, I can say, you know, I'll talk to people, and but it's not sort of ranting and raving, fucking, you know. Yeah. It's not one of them type of things. It's more just trying to be a good, be a good light leader and be a good sort of teammate, if you will. That's that's yeah. where. So you're more you're actions thinking. and the little things at the right time rather than balling yeah. for balling's sake, innit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that. I just switch off. I mean, there's players I play with in my career and just the yapping for. You beat changing room an hour before game, and it's for fifty minutes of just talking. You're talking <laughs> yeah. absolutely rubbish. Here. Yeah, like, no one's listening. Everyone switched off. Just shut up. No, that's it, isn't it? No, your that's team, it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, how was the standard between Cope and school rugby? Considering you knew a lot of the lads anyway, what did you find the most competitive, and what did you get the most out of? So, um, I would say to be fair. When I moved up, it was probably it was probably on par if, if I'm being honest. Because we we Rosebridge sort we had we had a good side at Rosebridge. It was also good teams in our league as well. Like Blackbrook always had a good side. Yeah. Um, Alton on its team at the time, but they moved to St Mary's. Yeah, sort of just came in and swarmed and took over the old Mary's side. So right, um, so they they was a good side. Um, who else was the time? St Jude's had a good team. Um, Burton, Burton would like some random team that, but they, they was there, yeah. bold manners as well. Like they were proper like the rough roughens from um, from St Helens. They had a good side, yeah. so we was it was actually a decent league we had. Um, right. But then obviously moving up and, and playing a year, a year above yourself, it's always harder because the bigger lads and the more mature and um, there were some good school sides as well. So it was it was pretty it was pretty even to be fair. Yeah, and obviously people that, well, they probably do know, but for listeners or viewers that might not, St John Fish is a conveyor belt, mate, isn't it, for the, yeah. for the Wigan scholarships and academies and stuff? 100%, yeah. yeah. So was there any rugby union at John Fish in it? Your <laughs> they, team? They, they, no. They wouldn't even let us, like, it was just... Yeah. It the was way it's like, rugby league, isn't it? Just rugby league, yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in Wigan, I think, obviously, we've got Wigan Rugby Union. Um, yeah. But as a kid, I would never have known to go... I just thought they had the, like, an open age side. Same with Oral. Oral yeah. being at the time, they obviously they were going through that transition of being professional to amateur again. So, but again, we, as a kid, you just sort of you just you never um, never privy to it all, really. But looking back in hindsight, the money they're on, I wish I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you give it a go? Well, again, looking back, if if you could give me what I know now and then, I would hundred percent to give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. On. Yeah, Strictly bad roll though, mate. Stay out of that front row. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been one of them who just keep kicking ball everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing with like Wigan Rugby Union, like cause I grew up playing rugby league and that. Yeah. It just seems to be out the way anywhere. Yeah. So well, it's, it's like the actual, the actual um, the club and that. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like up that big hill and that. Yeah. yeah you would never know it's there because there's nothing no. signposted. It's literally like, if you know it's there, you know it's put. Apart yeah, from that, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a middle of the all. It's, it's, it's random. That's it. Well, like your rugby league clubs are all middle of ours in a state, aren't they? And 100%, yeah. Big community that's clubs. And that, yeah. yeah, 100%. So when when you're knocking around that team above, are you still playing rep rugby at that age? Or are you in your own age at rep rugby, so your service areas and stuff? Yeah, so I, pl- I would always play my own age when I was yeah. service area or, um, yeah, so them type of things. I, would, I was always my own age. Right. Um we obviously at the time we Wigan and Lee, I think. Yeah, it was Matt. Yeah, take Lee along with us for, for, <laughs> a, for a <laughs> How was that though? Because it's a bit it's because your rivals on a Sunday playing yeah. on a Saturday, it's a bit it was it was weird because it you saw that initial rivalry of you know the um and there's yeah, there, at the at the time it's like um we hate, we hate set pats or, you know, we hate yeah. that type of thing. You're only kids, but you don't hate them, but that's the type yeah. of talk you have. And then as you, you start end up, like you'll, you'll be training with them on a Thursday night or, you know, once a week and then you're back with your Rosebridge and then you play them again on the Sunday. So, the, but there was always still, even at the training, the service area training, there was still a bit of like, a bit standoffish people, you know what I mean? It was always that. Yeah. yeah, there was always a bit of stand, a bit of thing in between because there's quite a lot of, like I said, there's four, oh, three or four decent sides in Wigan, so they was all getting a chance at the service area and things like that. So yeah. there was always still a bit of a bit of a competitive rivalry, if you will, even though you meant be a, one side. So yeah, there was, that was that was definitely present. That yeah, and what what standards did you hit, Greg, on your way up? So did you go from town to county? Did you play a county and talk us through that? And yeah, um, if I'm honest, pal, when I when I was younger, I, I was. I work, I did work, I worked really hard at it. Um so I, I'm a bit of a hermit really. Like a lot of my mates would be going out and whatever, but I was very dedicated to that like, no, I want to be best as I can. So I sort of any sort of milestone I would say, right, I want to get there. If I'm I pretty much got picked for everything, every reptile I, I would get picked for. Um I got picked for service early, then the next thing would be um You'd sort of get you if he was good enough, you get through to the regional camps, which were our kind of was like Hogwarts in, in Blackpool, this weird right. Ross Hall, it was called. It was this old weird boarding school. And it was yeah. I used to hate I used to hate the camp because it was like you'd be on field for like nine hours and it was like, Oh, this is what it's like <laughs> to be professional. I'm like, if it is, I don't want to be professional. <laughs> it was like and yeah. then it was ridiculous. And then I was on scholarship and things like that. So and then you go back to Scotland and you'd be like at Wigan and you go, is it, hey, is that what it's like being professional? And they'd be like, no, they're in two hours and they're all. It's like, well, yeah. right, man. <laughs> but again, that was the thing. So we, we, you get to regional camp, um, you know, you do three or four days there, you have a game at the end. Then they would pick a side from that, which was like a Northwest Lancashire type team. And then you went to like a regional carnival in right. Sheffield, which was like on a week, over a weekend. So you play Yorkshire. Cumbria, uh, combined regions, which is just the rest of wherever, like yeah. London, East, North East and all this. Um, and then from that, uh, you, you know, they'd, again, they'd pick another, they'd whittle it down again and you'd have like a national camp. Um, and then the year after that, it was the same thing, but that led into an England side then, like an England yeah. uh, England youth or England schoolboys and, you know, and that, that just sort of, I was. I always got. I always got myself onto them camps because you know. I, I, yeah, I, I worked hard at it to be fair. So um, yeah, I mean, I remember. I always remember the one going into the 
um, England youth under 15s it will have been. Yeah. So we they always had like a game after just after Christmas. You would have a game against the, the under 15s England side. Would have a game against the under 16s. And I was like, if I don't play in this game, I'm not going to because I, I hurt my ankle at the time. That's yeah. why I was thinking. So if I don't play in this game, I'm not going to get picked. Um, and the physio, mate, scholarship physio at Wigan was like, if I give you this to do, you'll you'll give yourself a chance. It was all over Christmas, like. Yeah. It was, and obviously, I was what 14, 13, something like that, 14, I think. And you know, you forgive yourself for a 14 year old just thinking, oh, well, I'm going to just toss it off and go eat loads of chocolate, play my PlayStation, and just have a chill. But yeah. to be fair, that week, um, I just, I, like a boxing day, and or I was just, I was on this field just doing like these little rehab drills and things like that. I bet people were looking, thinking, what's this fool doing? <laughs> I, was there, I was there with my dad, it freezing cold. Yeah, uh, muddy pitch, just doing these rehab. But anyway, I, you know, I, it it paid off. I ended up getting to play the game, and I got picked again. So, just little things like that sort of instilled that work ethic type thing. I think it sort of yeah. it, it put me in good stead for moving on. Yeah, because obviously you sacrificed a lot from a young age, haven't you? You like you said, your mates are probably out boozing, PlayStation, yeah. chocolate, whatever. But then yeah. little things at that age. Like you said, they're working out now because you're making them little contributions well, now, aren't you? Yeah, 100%, pal. Um, yeah. You know, at the time, they would, you'd, you'd go into school and be oh, you didn't see you at weekend. I'm like, I'm playing a game or I'm getting ready to play games. Like, oh, right, OK. And then you'd say stuff like, oh, why, why do you like your rugby so much? I'm going to play rugby. People would laugh and say, hey, of course you are. Yeah. Like, All right, I'll, we'll see. And then and these same people who laughed are like, well, yeah, you see them some, sometimes. I've, I've cut on a Tuesday up, up Wigan Town, and it's like, yeah, that's that's sort of where we've gone. So Yeah, that's how it's worked out, exactly. Yeah, right exactly. There. So, was you on the scholarship from a young age, mate? When did the scholarship kick in? And... Uh, I think the scholarship was under-13s. So, 13-year-old, right. uh, Dean Bell and Brian Fowler were the, were the uh, sort of the youth-type coaches, if you will. Yeah. Um, and they were the ones who sort of got, you know, this, you got an initial group and, I, you know, I got on the first year um, and sort of stayed on till I was 16. So I, I stayed at Wigan till I was 16. And, um, yeah, obviously, to be fair, that was always... It, it, I look back at that time, that's probably one of the things that helped me as a, if you will, more of a, like a, like my skill level, like a, you know, I can play, yeah, you play can a bit, play a bit, bit if ball. you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's definitely it's where it all comes from. That really, because that's all they did. So all the scholarships would be telling like, lads when you go on these things and saying, lads, oh, we do weights, blah, blah blah. We didn't do any weight. We didn't do one weight session in scholarship. It was literally just skills, just yeah. passing, catching, that everything. That's all. It was just all skill based. Right. But when you come together on these camps, you can always tell who the, the Wigan lads were because yeah. they sort of had a bit. Yeah, they had a bit, a bit about them really with the skills. So. Um, they weren't as big as everyone because obviously we didn't yeah. do any weight, but um, you could help players now, yeah. yeah. So, do you know the, each of these steps you're in? Are you feeling it, a level up in standard, or because you're already playing that level on a like I'll say a Sunday for club? It, it's it is without knowing you are probably climbing that ladder, but yeah. you're playing against them lads week in week out. Do you notice the difference as you're climbing the ladder? I think so. Yeah, I think it's more. I think it was probably um, you, you probably get more confident in your in your own ability as well. But 
you definitely notice a change. So you'd be playing on a Sunday, then you'd go and play on these camps, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's it. These yeah. men are rugby. And you sort of have a bit of that thing where you think, well, man, I mean, this might be one step too far, and you see how you go, that type of thing. So you definitely noticeable steps along the way of you need to perform better or you need to do a bit more to keep yourself going in the right direction, really. Um, yeah, that was definitely something I could you, you could sort of sense. But again, it's just all part of the journey, isn't it? You really got to, yeah. the more you rise, you've sort of got to rise yourself, if you, if you get what I mean. You've got to yeah. put a bit more into it. And to the viewers and listeners, to these, the layman's terms without being rude to them, is at one level, they might want to rip your head off and smash your fly from Z and do damage. They'll level up, they'll fly from X. Yeah. They'll go a little bit lower and then they'll level up again. Is They just want to kill the ball, don't they? And yeah, then yeah. try and win the wrestle and then that's how it gets speed and technicalities, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it goes from literally just brutality, like no rugby in it, just take him out and it all yeah. be, and that's it the, 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 the sort of as you go up the level so the intricacies change don't they that's it yeah. 100% yeah. yeah so when did did any other club circle you at the end of the scholarship or was it always going to be Wigan for you well I had I had a chat I think with um, Warrington or Pete, uh, Peter Farrell yeah uh, Andrew's daddy was, I think he was one of the scouts at the time just coming into that sort of age. It was only a brief chat, though. There was nothing concrete ever come from it. And then there was one where I went to Salford because my um, England coach was Alan Hunt. Right. And he was, at the time, I think he was maybe over the scholarship or over the academy or whatever it was. Yeah. But he was, that, he was the equivalent at Salford. Yeah. Um, and I think out of the courtesy, really, of because he was my coach and I, I got along with Alan, I was like, you know, yeah. I'm going to go and see what he says. And, you know, it was it was really, it, it was a really honest and it was a good chat from him. And he was like, we could see you doing, in a couple of years, we could see you jumping up. Because I think at the time, Jordan Turner, he was, he'd sort of come from the academy and he jumped straight into the first team after a couple of years. So they was like, you, we could see you doing this here. And it was all, you know, it's, as a kid, you're like, oh, you know, it's brilliant to hear and things like that. They think so highly of you. Um, but I think, being honest, it was just that I'm a Wigan kid. I want to play for Wigan. It's yeah. yeah you, you sort of do. You get black. You get these cherry and white glasses put on, and they sort of get glued to your face when you're <laughs> yeah, a kid. The dream. They just, yeah. they just never. Yeah. They just yeah. never come off. They're like oh, cherry and white. Oh, Wigan. I want to play for Wigan. Blah, blah blah blah. You get sold it all, and yeah, that's just where I was. I was like, you know. So I, I thanked him and stuff. Um, they offered me more money to be fair. Yeah. Um, and again, looking back, probably should have took that. But, <laughs> um, but no, it's mad how things work out, isn't it, mate? That's it. Yeah. If I took that, then the career wouldn't have, you know, all the things I've got from my career wouldn't have happened. So it's one of them. So how did he reach out, mate? Did he get in touch with your, your mum and dad, did he? And Yeah, he will have done, yeah. He just, yeah. We want to, we would like a meeting with you, you and your son if you want to, if he would like to think, if you want to try and sign him. Right. So that's how they sort of came about it. Um, yeah. And then obviously I... I think they had my number from the camps and snow, but they had yeah. my mum and dad's number from the camps in case anything went wrong. So obviously they could, and then these sort of people could, if they want to try and sign kids, then they can use these numbers and you know speak yeah. to the parents stuff. So yeah, that's how it came. So what what was the uh, the day like when you signed your first forms at Wigan, mate? Was you in 
centre spread in the paper and that. I, well, I wish it were. That. It, <laughs> ended, it ended up being like a bloody, where was it? It was in East Stand at DW. It was in this little little back room. We stuck my dad still got the picture because it was obviously yeah. a very proud moment for him, but it's just in this little room. No windows or nothing. Loads of cardboard <laughs> boxes full of all yeah. the old like signing this piece of paper like I'm like I'm uh, like I've just signed for Man United or something on Sports News. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the process when you first signed, mate? How did he what did he, did he do? Did he tell you? So would it have been academy well towards reserves or under twenty ones or whatever? Then... Yeah, it was it was um but I was still obviously I was still at school. I, I was yeah. sixteen year old and I was probably assigned in the because I think the academy season started like the Super League season, so it would have been February. Yeah. So I had maybe three or four months left of high school before um before I finished. So I was still there then and I remember I played so I'd gone from playing literally playing for under sixteens and Rosebridge and whatnot to once their season finished, it was like right. You signed here, we're paying you now. Obviously, so if we need you, you're gonna play. Yeah. Not expecting to play because they didn't really play the 16 year olds a lot. But I remember one uh, one week they literally just said, "I said with low on numbers, um, you're gonna play." And it was against Witness, uh, Witness Rugby Union. Oh, that, was yeah. first, that was my first academy game. Um, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, not the worst setup, mate. To be fair, is it? I don't know. It was all right. Yeah. It was a nice day too, which is ruining with it. No, yeah, it was. It was all right. It was a good, good, good pitch. Um, I think our coach was up on like an is like an embankment on one side. Yeah, he was up on that side. I was like, oh, this is obviously it's, you were in a wigging kit and they lay out even academy they lay out your kit and I'm like, what goes all this? This is yeah, mega this. But he was literally like, they put my kit out. Little bottle of water and things like that, and I was to me it was like oh, unbelievable. Yeah, the, the bright light, yeah. yeah, it was. Looking back again, it's just sort of just normal, really. But it's yeah, as a kid, as a kid, you sort of starstruck by it. You think, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm on my way type thing. You might have been on a bench, mate. He was sat on a bunch of nettles. Don't worry about that. On that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so when. When you you rocking up, so like your first academy game there, that mate. How was you before the game? Would you be waxed? Did you just back what you'd done in a week? Or I was I was very nervous then. I get because obviously I was thinking, oh, I'm put, you, you're playing for Wigan, and it's you. You get paid now as well. It's, it was it weren't much obviously because it's only a part time sixteen year old wage, uh, so yeah. it's not much at all. But you are still getting paid, so you've got to do a job. I had all that in my head and probably got a bit too in your head, in my own head, really. Um, you know, I put, put a lot of pressure on myself to, to make sure I played well, but, um, yeah, I think I got nervous quite a lot when I was younger. Right. Um, but obviously, once you get playing and once you get into a game, it's all yeah. that soon goes. So it's just, I'd have a little... And, and as well, they always had... I don't know who did it, but they had... Um, I think, like, the team manager got us, like... Uh, this sponsorship type thing with Subway. So they used to have these baguettes on the bus. They stunk as if full of onion. They stunk of onion. <laughs> so that's all I remember from that first year. Yeah. All the academy games is just going on a bus, nervous as anything, feeling sick, but just smelling like onion. And I was like, just throw them away till after like, <laughs> put them in the or something. Get them away. 
Yeah. It's bad what sticks with you, mate. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort yeah. of random like that, but it does, yeah. it sticks with me. So I'm quite sentimental. If I was any good, mate, I'd have kept stuff. So you mentioned your dad's got that forty. Is that something you have done as a family, kept them little mementos, mate? Yeah, we have there. They've, they've still got my mum and dad um, up at, in their in their front room. They've got my debut, two plig debut shirt framed um, from Wigan. That's on the wall. Um, what else have they got? They got like a little picture from when I played for England, like when I was on under 16s England. So, oh, your pew moustache was it? Was it the pew moustache? Yeah, the pew moustache. Yeah, was it? No, there wasn't. No, actually, that was um, what, what year was that? Under 16s. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, nah, I weren't got... lucky enough to have that, mate. But oh, I had a went school with Richie, got it all. So, yeah, he was all right. Yeah, yeah, but no, they've got um. They've got all sorts. They've got um, like recently they've got my uh, grand final medal, um, runners up medal, and then went in 2013 at Wigan. Obviously, I played quite a lot. I didn't play in the grand final, but um, played a lot of the season for Wigan. So they, they said, Luke, you said you've played a lot. You deserve you like, deserve one. So I got I got one of the rings as well. So they've got they've got that at home. Oh, I yeah. So I didn't I didn't, I didn't play, but um, it probably means a bit more to them than it does me. But it, you know, that's what it is. They've, they've sort of got all that. So, yeah. Oh, that's a nice people. man, me, mate, innit? That's it. That's the yeah. one. So, like you've said, you, during your spell at Wigan, mate, you had a few loans. So, I always ask people, how yeah. did you treat a loan when it come about? So, regardless of who it was, was did you see it as game time or did you see it as I'm a Wigan lad, I want to cut it here, really? Yeah, I mean, my first, my first uh, full-time season was 2012. I didn't play a game. So I played a lot of games for like South Wales or for the reserves. Right. Which were like they were dual reg, so obviously they were a bit different to a loan in terms of you know, you, you you were wigging all week and then you just go down and play for play for a team at dual reg. Yeah. Um, and then my next year, um, which was when I, when I played my 2013, I played uh, that's when I made my debut, and so I played quite a lot then. Yeah. Um how was that, mate? How was that? What sort of Playing your, your first team debut and being oh, around people, we'd have grew up watching, wouldn't you? And that's it. It was yeah. it was it was lucky really because I remember that I can remember driving into training, uh, just going think, and I was buzzing to be nineteenth man, so I, or eighteenth man, whatever it was. Yeah, warming up with team, I was like, I'm in squad, I'm doing all right, I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere, I'm in squad, I'm warming up. Um, and I remember driving into training. Um, and I didn't I weren't I didn't have my had an old pumped all then so a, a bloody I didn't have Bluetooth and all that so literally yeah. went off. I wouldn't know. Um so then I sort of driving into training and whatnot, and then I get to, I pull in, park up, and then I pick my phone up and I've got like about four or five missed calls off uh Yestin, our assistant coach. Why was he ringing me? I'm I'm I'm, I'm early, I thought am I late or something? I'm what's going on? Anyway, so I've gone in. I walked in, um, and then they're like, "Oh, um, yes." I think Yestin said, "Oh, I thought Yestin said, wait, yeah, I want you in the office." So I walked straight past Wayne. Obviously, but it, what he'd yeah. said is, "Wayne, he wants you in the office." <laughs> I've gone straight past him. All right, Sean, walk past him, and he's like, "Luke, past him." I basically said, "What's he doing?" Yeah, and I'm like, "You're right, yes. He's like, "Yeah, Sean wants you." All oh, right. Uh, is that what you, he's like, yeah. So like, right, get in here. So I've gone to the office and he's like, 
practice uh, out, you, you're playing. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? It, it just, I'd gone from so happy to be warming up to just gone through the roof. Yeah. And he was like, you've, you know, you've done everything what I've asked of you in pre-season. And, um, and I'll play in Warrington tomorrow, which at the time they were like, probably Wiggins, you know, biggest rival. Um, yeah. He said, but I'm more than comfortable putting you in. Um, you'll be on bench, but um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll play. So, yeah, and obviously I'll come out, rang my, rang my mum and dad, and they were obviously absolutely over the moon. Um, and then, yeah, I just got my head around playing, and I remember driving to the game, like, sort of nervous, and, well, not, no, I wasn't nervous, actually. I was quite, I was quite relaxed, I was, but I was driving to the game. There's loads of traffic and everything. I'm going, yeah. I'm going to play for Wigan, he was. Why are you so, why are you so chill, eh? Yeah, Greg. And I just yeah. talked myself into getting really nervous then. <laughs> and literally, I sat up bench and I'm watching game win. Wouldn't be that bad if I didn't get on. Like, <laughs> wouldn't be that bad. And then literally, yeah. later, time comes, Jack Hughes has got a bro- uh, caught leg and they're like, Greg, you're on. I was like, right, fair enough. Probably yeah. the best way, because I, I didn't have a chance to be nervous. They just went, you're on, boom. So, yeah. well, you just after the nerdy carry then, mate, you know, I went on and just got ball early as early as I could, ran as hard as I could. When I defended, tackled as I could, and then just sort of easing away into it. Yeah. Um, Seventeen apiece, I think, against Warrington it was. So yeah, played against like bloody Morley and you know all these, like Ben Westwood and all these sort of kids. That, so I said kids. I mean, these players I'd seen as a kid yeah. and was like you know em- trying to emulate, if you will, and watching Morley and RL like knocking heads off and things like that. And now I'm playing against him. It was it was surreal, but it was like. It was a proper good, proper good moment, that. Yeah, but it was, mate. So did that just fly by as well? And next minute you're in the changing rooms. And how were people with you after that first game? They were, they, to be fair, that was the bit, that was probably the most satisfying thing was because I, I went back in and everyone was just coming up and like sort of shaking my hand and sort of giving me like, no, like, like hugs and stuff and just basically saying like, came well played. Like they were, yeah. And to be fair, there was an honest group as well though. They, if you didn't play well, they won't tell you just for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You'd sort of you'd be looking round up if it catch someone's eye, and it would just be like, yeah. If you if you knew you'd had a bad game, you'd be when you was open for a bit of sympathy. You won't get none. So, uh, no, they were they were they were on this group, and they all come over and said, you know, Kim, well played. You've, you've had a good game there. So, um, yeah, it was it could have ideally we would have won, but I mean, you'll take a draw if you will. Yeah, what an experience, mate, isn't it? Definitely. So, Realistically, after that, did you have a figure in your head? I want to make five games. I want to make another one. I want to make a hundred. What was what was the, yeah. the target? I mean, for that season, it was it was just literally just play as many as you can. You know, yeah. um, I had no sort of yeah. There was nothing in my head as like I want to play this many. Or it was just literally just because it was my first sort of season. I was just like, oh, I just want to play as much as I can. And if you know, if you don't pick me for certain games. That's fine, but I'll, I'll work to get myself back in. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much how I, how I went about that first season. Um, if anything, that was probably my most enjoyable as well. Yeah. Just because I think once I got that, I was playing with a bit, a bit of freedom because I was a bit naive to it all, really, because I didn't really know how I should be feeling, how I should be acting, how much respect I should be giving people. I was just sort of just going out, enjoying it, really, and just playing. So, yeah, yeah that probably. And obviously, they won two trophies. So, the the uh, they did all, the t- the team itself did okay as well. Yeah. 
So you've just touched on that about the trophies and when them big weeks come along, mate, I've had I've had a few on and they say as much as you all try and say at the time, it's just another game, it's just another build-up. It totally isn't. So no. how, how for a young lad is it playing for his own town team in them big occasions and what are the weeks building up to it like? Yeah, I mean, so I think with the two finals, I was... I was. I didn't manage to. I didn't manage to play in those. But you, you just knew there was a there was a definite change in everyone's attitude in that week. Um, and they could, and like you said, people say, "Oh, it's just another week. Treat it." But no one does. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all bullshit. That it's all for the it's all for media or press or whatever, just to make yeah. it seem like they're not being um, trying to get too ahead of themselves or whatever. But you can just see it. The intensity in training. I can I can remember the week before the cup final because you didn't really know his pack. He knew roundabout, but I remember, and there was about five or six middles who were fit and had a good chance of playing. And I just remember, like, everybody just ramping up, running full pelt. And usually it's like bodies in front in defence. And yeah, it was all just full on. It was full. And he, I think when he had to sort of pull people back a bit and say, listen, fucking cup final in a couple of days, go chill out. Yeah. Um, but no, there's a def- there's 100% a, 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 um, a different vibe around them weeks um, and then once you know your side um, obviously we as younger lads we, we knew sort of the ones who weren't playing we just sort of go down and we enjoyed the occasion we, we had to do the promos and stuff around you know, like a big that year they had a big um, promo in Trafalgar Square uh, so like me Gels uh, Don Man Freddy Andy Powell as well he was he was with us yeah. he, was a, he was a rum he was a rum case that fella yeah, he is he's done a sportsman's at the club mate he's a, he's a oh, good lad like top man he's a top yeah. fella on there uh, but yeah he was he was like oh I know I know a few places around here boys should we go for a quick <laughs> <laughs> it's 11 o'clock pal um, means yeah, down there does it oh well, that's it and he was just like but yeah I mean we did you know we did other things as well and um like we did like a thing for the, the B, was it BBC or the RFL? The RFL, they had like um, so the night before the game, they had like a like a, a Thames cruise, if you will. But they had like yeah. a little bit of a like a drinks reception type thing on it. Um, <laughs> Hull Hull FC, we obviously were playing Hull FC. They were meant to send something. They didn't send anybody, so it was just basically all those Wigan lads, like young kids, with all these sort of like the president at RFL or whatever, BBC and all these other people. And there's like, free, it's just free drinks. Everyone's just like, <laughs> we're all drinking. Andy Powell's got two glasses of wine, boom, lobbing glass off, off the side of the... But it was, you know, it's, it's good when it's you look at your life, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Especially for me, because I've never really been to London. I've been a couple of times, but like, we're all here, like, this mad cruise going through we're under uh, Tower Bridge and all. It's just, yeah, just little things like that. It's yeah. not not bad for a little kid from Wigan. No, that's exactly it, mate. And it so, like I said, I touched on it there, and Alonso Bradford comes done it, which is a it's a big move, isn't it? Let's obviously they are where they are now, a bit like like we are, but they're still a big club. Is that something you embraced? Did you just see that as part of part of your development? Or well, yeah, did I, 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 I fully. End, Envisaged it to be. Um, I went, I think I played for Wigan on the Sunday. I got a phone call show on Monday, and he was like, Right, we got a few bodies back playing. 
probably not going to play as much. I want you to go out and get some minutes. But in Super League, I don't want you playing low. I want you to play for a good side. And like, right, okay. He said, you're going to go to Bradford for a month? I was like, sound. I like, no worries. I'll, I'll go and I'll crack on. Um, uh, yeah, so I went that Sunday. We had that chat Monday, sorry. So then I go Tuesday, train. Train uh, Wednesday, train Thursday. Play Friday, dislocate my shoulder in the game. And I'm like, how good is this? So I was literally, boom, it's popped out. Fall up. I've never dislocated it before, but all I, could, I was just literally in a heap on the floor. Um, couldn't move. And they're all like, the referees, play the ball. I'm like, I can't play. I can't move, mate. I'm, I'm literally, I'm lying on the ball and I can't move. So anyway, it gets time off. Take me off. Like, yeah, you've dislocated it. So that was it. I was literally back at Wigan on the Saturday. And Wigan were like, we're going to do your rehab for you. But you'll go back when you're, when you're fit. Again, thought right, no worries. But I, but then in the meantime, Bradford struggled quite a bit. Um, and uh, Franny Cummins got sacked, so the new coach obviously didn't know me, and that was it. I didn't I didn't go anywhere. So I think I went to Workington for the rest of the right. season then. Which, yeah, it's uh, I enjoyed because it's a it's a completely different a different game altogether up there. They're uh, very very tribal in Cumbria to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Bit of an eye opener as well, like facility wise and stuff. Like, like walking yeah. back in walking back in time sometimes, but again, it's all it's all part of the learning curve and it gives you a bit of character, I think. So Yeah. Probably appreciate what you've got a bit more as well when you go back. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred percent. How would you been with injuries before the shoulder, mate? Was that your first like big one or? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Um what what I had before that? Only when I was a kid. I mean I broke the collarbone when I was a kid, but Apart from that, I'd had, no, I'd had nothing really. I, I, I was quite fortunate. That was my first one, my first decent. Like uh, you, you know, I've done a decent job there. So yeah, um, yeah. Apart from that, I, I, I'd, uh, I got, I broke my nose a few times. Um, I managed to get to about how old was I? Got to about eighteen. Thought with like, no one touching my nose, and my own play did it. Short kickoff. He just jumped up, stuck his elbow for some reason. He got bang straight on my conk, and I'm like, I feel it. Like that. As soon as I land, I went. Uh, and friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. And then since then, Christ alive, I must have broken about ten times. It's been all over my face. Fact straight now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it's like no offense to it. It's not a brisk or no, is it? No, it's not. No, it's yeah. not that bad under his eye. But yeah. uh, I think it's just been knocked from pillar to post. <laughs> so how being a young lad, because you 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 still are now, but then I was the first injury player it's tall on you, and if you Accepted it as part of the game, or is it a bit of a kick in the nuts? No, I think it was probably that. I think I just sort of accepted it really. I think because again, it's another one of them things I'd, I'd never had one. I just sort of was yeah. like, I'll take it and I'll, I'll try and uh, get back. At, they said, oh, we'll be so long. I said, oh, I'll try and get back a bit, you know, a week or two early if I can. Um, in hindsight, it ended up taking quite a while. Um, but, you know, it is one of them things, isn't it? You just got to make sure you're out right before you play again. And especially, I think I think Wigan probably erred on the conservative side as well in in some aspects because because you, you know you're a kid as well, so they don't want to just be throwing you back in when there's no need to do. They want me to be right and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, which again, looking back, is probably you know it's probably at the time you're thinking I want to I want to be back in. I want to, but you know they take take a bit more time to look after you and. You know, it, it's um, it's probably for your, for your best interest, really. 
Yeah, well, maybe another good bait with not the resources. Exactly. Rush you back and you never know. Well, do you? I've had that as well. Um, yeah. Since, so. I bet you yeah. know, right? So what's what's the chat when you come back from Workington? Is the is another more move on the cards, or is it just something that come when it come? Well, that just uh, that was literally like I think it was more it was more like a dual reds. That I don't know if it was a, yeah. a loan as, as such because um, we didn't at the time. I don't think they had reserves and stuff then. All that gone. So that was like a, I'd train with Wigan in week and then they said, like, you go up to Workington this week. Uh, but near the end of it, I remember coming back, um, being in and around the change room. I think I think he might have put me in squad. When I come back off, I better play quite a few games from, but he was going into playoffs and I went, put me in a squad. And it was the assistant coach come to me and said, you know what, you've, you deserve it. He said, you've been going up there and you've been playing really well. Um, yeah. That's why he's put you in. But he said, obviously, he's not put you into play. He said, but, just know that you're not far off. Like you, you know, if, if there is anyone drops out or gets injured, he said he's more than happy to put you in. So, like, fair play, you've done a good job. So I had that in my head. Um, then obviously at the end of that season, um, probably well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play as much as I wanted to. To be fair, I think on, I didn't play many games. I think I played six games for Wigan that year. Um, so yeah, I didn't play as much as I wanted to, and I think yeah, I think a good. Uh, I think I went to K. Well, I did go to KR. Um, I didn't want to at the time. Yeah. I had that thing like when I was on a bit earlier with the the uh, yeah, cherry white glasses on. I don't want to leave. If I leave, they'll never take me back, and all this just ridiculous chat in my head. Yeah. But to thought it was the best thing I ever did. Right. So do you think you can probably do yourself a little bit of harm by doing? I'm not saying you go anywhere to play by Greg, but do you think you can do too well somewhere? I think you could do, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think sometimes, you could, like, like I've, I've, what was that one time? I ended up playing for like three or four. But you can end up being like pushing pill to post for different teams each week, you know. Yeah, like just yeah. end up, you're like, what am I doing here? Because I'm trying to play so that I can play for this team who's paying me, paying me money, not not go yeah. play for whoever. Yeah. But it's just the way the game was at the time. Like there was no reserves, there was no nothing. It was just a bit of a bit of a shit show, really, because you just ended up getting sent to these teams and your coach is telling you, why don't you do this? But the way they play is completely different. So yeah. they, they want you doing that. And then he'll say, always oh, played well for me. And then your coach back at your club will be like, no, he's not. He's not done this. Blah, blah, blah. I told you to do this. It's like, what, 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 am I meant to do? what am I meant to do here? Yeah. It's just it. a bit... You're, you're dragged from everywhere, really. And, yeah. um, and don't forget, probably, without being rude, probably people at the clubs you've gone to are thinking he's coming up and doing a captain's run and playing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, and I'm here, like, four times a week. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah. yeah. You, you probably get that as well. I mean, you prefer, you know, you never get it to your face, but some of them might be, you know, they might be thinking that. And yeah. it's sort of, in a way, you, you sort of get it as well because they're part-time lads and they're grafting, proper, they're doing some proper graft for a living. so. Um, yeah. the grafting and then they're getting a bit of a I don't know they're getting a, you know what they enjoy they're going to play rugby and then some young kid from Wigan or wherever Saints or comes up and it's like well, what's going on here why am I not complaining yeah no, that's um, it isn't it yeah. you that in it definitely yeah. so you just mentioned OKR being something that worked out really good for you but what convinced you in the end to go up there and talk to us why it turned out to be such a good move yeah, it was. Um, so it all started on 
started on the Mad Monday. So <laughs> Blake Green obviously did at KR. Yeah. And it was one of them just was sort of walking from the next one venue to the next and he just pulled me just pulled me one side. I'm thinking, what's up? What's he been all serious for now? And he's like, Oh my dad, Chesy's been on the phone. Um won't you for next year? I'm like, don't be talking to you about rugby green. It's like <laughs> last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm just telling you, like, he's really keen on watching next year. I'm like, well, I'm not bothered. Like, put it to the back burner. I thought, if I don't speak, I woke up the day after, like, did I dream that or not? And I'm thinking, oh, no one said anything, I'll be fine. Anyway, four weeks later, I get a phone call from club and they're like, okay, I want you for next year. And we think it'd be good for you. And I'm just thinking, okay, it's, it's miles away. It's a trek, yeah. It's a proper trek. And I'm thinking, wow, like, What's going on here? The the Wigan not want me or what? Or you get all them daft little things like so when you're a Wigan kid and oh they don't want me no more. And anyway, I went. Long story short, I went. I went and had a drive up to see Chesie and uh, had a good chat. Um, and they just told me about how he thinks I can play and the way they wanted to play. And they, they were signing all these plays and stuff that were like sort of maverick type players that you know like Albert Kelly and yeah uh, like the San Terry Campese he was late but the San Ken CEO and I watched I was like some of them I don't know who these are because I don't really watch NRL. Yeah. But once I watched the clips of them and stuff on I was like oh actually they look like a decent star these. What is it what is assembling? Anyway, yeah. so yeah so I thought you know what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. It'll it'll do me good anyway to get out of Wigan and get out of my comfort zone a bit really. So I had to sort of Daz Goulin was going. He's a great bloke so I had that. I had that bit of bit of com- home comfort, if you will. I had someone I knew that were there. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, it was just yeah. It was go out to as far away as you can in Super League <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, get to, get to use. But again, once I got there, pal, it was I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. They're they're um they're probably yeah they're probably uh, the loudest fans I think. In, in the in once once they get going in that ground mm. and they create an atmosphere. That's why it, I was on about it actually the other week, thinking about my career and I'm thinking I'm playing like what 10, 11 years now I've played up in top league. Yeah. And I've never ever gone to KR and I've well apart one game Easter Monday when I was at Wigan we beat them 84-6 but obviously it's a short turnaround. Yeah. A lot of factors pop into it. But apart from that, I've never ever gone there. And won, or if we win, it's a close, proper dogfight of a game. Yeah. And on the flip side, when I was there for that year, I think we lost two games at home. It's just like it's. It's a fortress. Yeah, it's a good place yeah. for them. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I, enjoy, I proper enjoyed it. I mean, they got to a cup final well that year. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little mad. It was a little mad year, but it was good. Yeah. So. We'll touch on a few derbies that you played in later on in your career when we touch on them, but what have, what are derby weeks like and where did the Wigan Saints derby rank? Where did the whole derby rank? Did You played witness Warrington games. Where, yep. What are them games like? I'd say... I would say... Wigan, Wigan Saints is more of a... more of like a... What would you say? Like a bit of a friend, like yeah, friend, it is like a friendly rivalry, I think, in terms of they don't like each other, but 
they can still have a, I can still have a laugh with each other. Like Wigan fit Saints fans, they can yeah. walk around trying to pitch or whatever, and they'll have a they'll have a laugh after the game. Yeah. Whereas all in all in KR, it was proper hate. Uh, they hate each other, which is yeah. like I remember we beat them in the um, around Easter. I'm sure one of the lads had gone for like a McDonald's or something after the game. And I'm sure we someone's took a picture and sent it to the club saying, your players are in McDonald's, <laughs> doing it being a left yeah. like, something like that. <laughs> and our, our coach is like, listen, just watch what you're doing, lads, after the game, because th- this is how it is in this city. You know, like, I think it was like the, uh, one of the Polynesian lads, and they were like, what's, uh, why, why I'm, I'm only going for a match. And he's like, yeah, no, but just watch what you're doing, because they don't like each other, these fans. So anything they can to try and trip each other up, they will. And I was like, oh, <laughs> stay away from these lot. Um, so yeah, so you, and again, it was, and that's another thing they said. If you ever go on that side, just don't win all that year. You're just like, just just go up to Leeds or just go wherever, but just don't win all because you just you just that's walking. In. It, really. There's a bit of yeah, there's a, there's a bit more to it, I think. Um, right. In in terms of the the dislike, but um, I'd still say um, Wigan and Saints was. That's the only one that's proper. Like, I don't know. I got, I got my first one was on twenty thirteen Good Friday, and it was it was it was uh, it was rammed. It was Not many bigger games than that, mate. It's been nah, a Good Friday derby. That's it. It's it was yeah. something. It was something else that it was. And I remember, like, I was on the bench, and I remember Lockers was bloody hell. His ribs were falling off. He was getting pain killing jabs and. And he's like, he's not coming out for warm up for ages. I'm thinking, if he's not playing, I'm I'm starting here. So I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, and I'm begging. I'm thinking, just come out, come out, so I, just so I can, because I'm not, I just got my head around playing, yeah. not not starting. Yeah, I'm like, oh, just just anyway, got me back to it, and then it was like something like wrestling. You're like when they come running out, little ring like, walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just see your hands erupt, and he just comes running out like, oh, oh here he is. Yeah, and then what he he's playing and killing <laughs> it like he always did. So yeah. Yeah, it was like Hulk Hogan come running out. Um, but no, it was, I'd say Wigan Saints, yeah, definitely. That yeah. was probably the biggest. But yeah, the old, the old, the old, old KR ones were, were uh, tasty as well. Right. So when when you've come back from that one, mate, what's that discussion like? Because you, you've mentioned Wayne a little bit and it sounds pretty direct and honest and you said yeah. that about that group of players. So what are them chats like when the end of the season or the start of the season comes round, was it a mutual thing you, you're leaving or would they have kept you in? Which, which one, Paul? What do you mean, when I, when I came back to it, you know? Yeah, so do you know when you've come back after your KR or? Yeah. What's, what does that chat consist of? Is there a mutual? Because you sign for you sign for witness then, don't you? Well, no, I did. I, I, I stayed at Wigan that year, you see. I, yeah. signed, for, I signed for witness the middle of the next year. Right. So I, I stayed. Um, I stayed for you know that the start of twenty sixteen, and I, to be fair, I played. I played quite a lot of games that year. Played yeah. leading leading up to going to witness. Um, but that's one of the things he said. He said you've you've come back and you've matured as a bloke and as a player, and I'm, I'm happy. And I think just near the back end of it, I just sort of thought whether I got in my head or because I was trying to earn another deal. I think I probably just yeah probably got in my own head a bit and weren't quite hitting the performances that Wayne wanted. And I was playing, I was doing a job, but yeah. I don't think I was getting to where I, I knew I could be and where he thought I could be. So 
Um, and I think, like, you know, being honest, I think they were, as a club, I think they were going to sign Frank Paul, I think, at the time as well. So I think once they, they put sort of two and two together and thought, well, we're not going to probably keep, well, yeah, we're not going to keep Greg and we need to get Frank Paul over and it just sort of came about. And then obviously I'm starting to look for the year after. Um, and Dennis, Dennis uh, came and said, well, we, we would, you know, we, we'd like to take Greg and like to take him for next year, but we'll take him now as well for the rest of this year. Um, and that's pretty much how it came about. Um, straight up old and easy, was it, mate? Yeah, you know, it was pretty, to be fair. Yeah, I went and met because obviously the club said, you know, it, they were sort of, they were, they were, they were thinking about getting Frank Paul in. Yeah. So they were like, it'd be good for him to go now because he'd, he'd probably be going there next year. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, but reading between the lines, that's sort of where they were going. Yeah. And then I just thought, well, Dennis, I'm going to go. Because, you know, you want to go where you want to at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was keen, he was keen to take me. So that's what, that's how it came about. And yeah, and I think it was July of 20, 2016, I went, I went to Lidness. And how are you in new environments? Is it because you, you're stepping up into possibly a senior role now, aren't you? And yeah. You are maturing. Your game is getting better. Yeah. You play some really good stuff as well at Witness. So how was that that new environment? Good to prefer because it was that, like what you just said. I mean, I've gone from being sort of seen, well, definitely seen as a young lad. So you, you, um, you try and do things in games when I was at Wigan, and or you try and take a bit of take a bit of control of certain areas of playing, you know, playing shapes or whatnot, and you just yeah. get sort of a lot of time you get overruled by other people, and because they were sort of they'd look at you and think I'm not listening to your base because you was a kid or you've yeah. seen the younger kid, and that's just how it was, um, which was a detriment to you as well because I've said this a few times that like, there's people who I'm not the best like. I'm no by no means the best runner of the ball. Like there's people who could run a ball a hell of a lot better than me, but I can play a bit more better than other players. And it's not to say that they can't play yeah, yeah. with the ball, but you, you know it's like horses for courses type thing. People are better at some things, and you know, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it is you should all be playing for me. You should all be playing to each other's strengths and trying to. That's how you get the best out of your team. But I think. Because it's that thing about playing, you know, everyone gets that, oh, I can pass, I can do this and that, but a lot of people can't, and, well, they can't not to a good standard, which, yeah, and I think just them little things sort of, well, then once I got to with this, I think, you know, Kev, Kev was obviously, the, he was the main man, the halfback, and he sort of, he seen that I had that bit of skill, and he's like, you know what, okay, and he, he had that as well in him, where he'd say, oh, I don't I want the ball, I book you really, because... He's got the best. He's got the better pass, and I can get my game off off the back of him. Sort of, I can play my game better. So he sort of led that in a way. But and to prefer the rest of them, like them, they were all good lads. Like they sort of realised and was like, you know, you play a bit, and like you know, you had Chris Houston's and uh, them type of players. They were like, no, you 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 run the play, and I'll run off you. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't do it all the time, but there was definitely like a good understanding between the players. Um, you know what. What we all could do for each other and try and help each other. Uh, just a shame that that couldn't obviously be kept, you know, and sort of we, we couldn't build on that year because they had a good season that year. I mean, we got to yeah. got to the middle of uh, the super eights and turn Wigan over as well in that in that. I mean, so just a shame we couldn't build on it. Yeah. So do you reckon you probably had a bit of a free roll in that middle third, then, mate? 
so you Definitely. could play out the back of them weed runners and let Kev yeah. play a bit wider. Definitely that first year, yeah. Um, I think it was yeah, it was definitely driven by Kev because uh, because of, of the way he plays. But yeah, it was a bit more a bit more free to, to sort of play a bit and, and to to find a pass to him and you know create a bit of width for everyone. Yeah, and do you think you come into your own a bit more? Like you've said, like permanently stepping away from Wigan. It's every kid's dream, mate, to win things or play yeah. in them big moments for your own club. And you you very much done that. But you were allowed to be Greg Burt. You weren't the local kid. You weren't a kid. You were you now and yeah. you'd imposing yourself. Yeah, I, I, I'd say so, yeah. I mean, more so in that first year. Um, because, uh, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, definitely. That first year, I was I was proper enjoying it, and obviously, I, I you know, that the year after, I had a bit of a 2017. You know, it weren't, it weren't the best best year for me that at witness, um, but there's a bit more to it, yeah. to it than just not playing well. There's, you know, there's other things as well. So, um, but especially that year, it was good because I had that I was confident as well because I I, I found I, I had that thing where I found a team that I can I can use my best attributes and. The sort of well received as well. Yeah. Um, I, I knew I, I'd found a way to get them into the game, if you will. That's that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, and I could do it at Wigan, but I, I couldn't do it as often because of certain things. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that's how it was. Yeah, and are you feeling like we touched on before? You're not screaming and you don't talk for talking sake, but are you getting to a stage where when you speak, you listen to? Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think I think as well. I think. You do have you do have that sort of you have a bit of not obvious, but because you come from a high like a high ranking team, if you will, you come come from Wigan and say, you know, I've seen it since when I obviously when I've been at clubs or you get lads who come from. So when we had when I was at Salford and we had Cal come from, obviously he'd been NRL, been at Leeds, yeah, yeah. everything. Well, Cal comes, Cal's the same. He'll not speak often, but when he speaks, everyone listens, turns around and listens, and it's like one of them type of things. Because he's been there and done it. He's been yeah. up there. He's been at the top. Um, he's been in a top team. So you sort of you listen to him a bit more. And I think there was that. There was an essence of that. Obviously, no, I'm not saying everyone listened to me or anything. But there was certainly I could say I could get the points across, and I could see people taking on board a bit sometimes. Which was, you know, there was that there was that side of it too. Well, you've come from a winning environment and culture, mate. It'd be rude not yeah. to, wouldn't they? Well, that's like, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I think they realise that as well. So, yeah. yeah. So you know, we'll we'll skip seventeen then, mate. It weren't too enjoyable for you, many reasons. But yeah. well, your exit baffled me, and I'm, I don't know if you know, but a lot of witness fans that deal seemed a crazy deal. But yeah. it did. I don't know if it did to you either, and whether you want to speak about it, and that's up to you. But I couldn't yeah, understand. Yeah. I couldn't understand. Well, well, is a good player. There was no doubt in that, mate. But he, he, I think he'd already agreed his next move, hadn't he? Yeah. We've lost not only you, uh, Chamber went with you, didn't he? Yeah. It's it, like what? It doesn't make any playing sense or business sense to yeah. the everyday fan. I'm not saying you're any more wise than not to that, but was it a yeah. surprise when it come about? Because it's a baffling move that it was to be fair, pal. Because um, obviously. That year I played I played pretty much every game. Yeah. 
league before that, and uh, I was either starting or playing basically. So I was coming off bench or whatever I was playing. And then obviously Dennis, you know, Dennis got sacked. I think it was after Wakefield. I think we played Wakefield, and I think that was the you know they decided to to let him go. And then um, I'd, I'd been negotiating with Witness to stay. I, but then obviously when Dennis left, I think that got heard nothing for a bit. Yeah. But also, you know, you have to look after yourself and Watto was after, after me at Salford. Yeah. So in them weeks, just that, well, that week after it weren't, weren't much, it all just sort of snowballed quick and uh, the club was like, oh no, we're, not, we're, we're putting everything on hold now, blah, blah, blah. Salford were like, we want you. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, they want me, so I'm going, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, yeah. Myself out and that's what it is. Um, so then we come in for training um, and then get brought in the office by uh, coach at Franny. And he said, oh, Salford want you now um, and we can get a player in return. So you and Ed are going to go. I was like, well, I'd want to stay for the rest of the year to avert because we're in a bit of a mess and I want to make sure we're, we get out of it because like, oh, yeah. if, if I can, I can want to help anyway, basically. If I can, I want to help because still my teammates end of the day. Yeah. Oh no, we, we've we've got this chance of signing well at Haraki and we you know we want we we want him because um, of the way he wants to play and things like that. Um, he'll play eighty minutes or whatever. And I was like, and that, in my head, I'm thinking right. So well, if that you know if that's the way he wants it, then I'm going to a side who's a bit higher up as well so it's not yeah. as much pressure on myself it's not as much panic if you will I'm thinking but you're letting two players go as well so you're yeah, losing mad but yeah. I knew as well that because Watto had told me what that, that Weller had already signed for KR yeah. and then I think I heard off the couple of the lads a week, couple of weeks later they was like oh they've just tried Sam Weller and obviously he's told them I'm, I'm already going to KR so I think they were trying to get him in I don't know this yeah. is my, my own opinion yeah, but yeah. I think they were trying to get him in to say, oh, well, do you want to come for next year as well? But he was like, I've already signed, I've already got KR. So they just ended up with a player who was already going. Committed elsewhere, yeah. Um, yeah, and I brought out, yeah, and that's just basically how it came about. Probably it was just a quick one like that. And Salford were like, well, you have, you're coming next year, we'll, we'll take you now as well. So obviously they've said they won't take Weller. So and it just happened like that. And then... Before you I know it, when you've got an hand in the middle of your back, you're not going to resist it. Well, so you're out anyway, yeah. And then he was like, Oh, you probably won't play much anyway. I was like, Right, so if you say that, then that's fine. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go. It is what it is. So yeah. I went, I went, and then obviously, sobs a lot. I ended up playing witness my first game. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, it's just it's funny how it works, isn't it? But that's how it is. And to be honest, mate. I don't think you can all heartedly leave in it, Franny either. Because there was a lot of don't think we can leave in it, Franny, can we? I think there was a lot of upstairs disruptancy and uh, it, yeah, it was a yeah. it was a, a going at the time, yeah, I think. I can imagine. Yeah. It must suck the life out of you as players as well. Like a little bit well, it weren't a little bit, a lot of uncertainty, weren't it? We're not winning yeah. games and then you get rid of Dennis, which it, for the right or wrong reasons, it's irrelevant. They got rid, and yeah. then where does where does that leave you boys when you've got bills to pay and that's what families I mean, to look after? And that's it. Because that, that's yeah. all I was thinking. I was thinking, well, you know, I've sorted for next year, but end of the day, some of these lads aren't still. Mm. And it was still the time when 
you get super, you, you finish Super League and your contract's boom, you go, it's for you and all this stuff. And it's like, there's that uncertainty. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm sorted, but I'm, it's not the point. It's like, there's, these are my mates. Like, yeah. I've not been here long, but they're still my mates. I want to make sure we can, if I can, well, again, I say make sure, I'll do everything I can to help and try and not get, you know, try and lose the top flight status, if you will. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, just the way it works. And it got, a, it was a quick one and it got, yeah, it got moved on. But I was going anyway, so. Stuff them. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. You've got to look after number one, mate. It's, it's, it's a business as much as a sport now, isn't it? And that's the way it works, mate. Yeah. So could you never have envisaged that journey you'd have been on with Salford now, like when you first signed? No, it's crazy, not, and it, mate. So talk us through that journey. Not a pro. That's it. I mean, at the time, witness were bottom, Salford were one up, I think. So I've looked at it and gone, Obviously, we've, we've had a couple of tough years there at Witness. I'm thinking, well, it's still got a bit same, really. It's got to be hard. Because, obviously, at the time, you'd heard all the, the chitter-chatter. They'd had sell Ben Murdoch and they'd sold Gaz O'Brien. They don't yeah. have any money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it is what it is. We're just going to have struggle and we'll get by. And But, yeah, we've gone for And then we signed, uh, we signed Jackson and Joe Wiffley, middle eight. And we just... Scrape through that with the skin of our teeth, and then it was just sort of like one of them where you just think, Oh, it's going to be the same, same again next year. Yeah. Um, and then it, to be fair, it sort of was as well. We, we started really well. I think, we, I think from our first four games, we won three, maybe. Pasted Catalan over there and stuff, and it was always, like, oh, and then we just had one of them where we'd lose a couple, and then with like 50, you know, 50% sort of you win yeah. four or win one loop. One of them, it was just all over the place. And then that year we went to um, Gleason and sorted, Martin Gleason. Um, was going on a training camp to Ireland mid season. Forgot what it was. It was basically a break. I don't know what it was for, it might have been international break or something. But there's yeah. a break in the no, it was cup actually, it might have been cup, cup weekend because we got knocked out first round. I think it was one of them free cup weekends. And um, they said, right, we'll get we'll get this uh, team team uh, training camp organised. We went to training camp. It was just a bonding search, right? <laughs> just a four-day bonding. Fucking went on bike rides, drove yeah. to a pub, up Guinness, rolled back, found another pub, Guinness, and then it was like, we did a bit of like Gaelic football with these local clubs. Yeah. But the same again, Guinness after, and it was just like a proper bonding session. But it worked because yeah. after it, after that, I think we lost I think we lost two games after it. We lost to Wigan twice, and then we lost the grand final. But yeah. we won every game after it, and then we. But that was the same thing. It was like we had two. I remember we had three, four, three or four games. Because that year was sort of like doing it in chunks. So yeah, prioritize these games. I think we had Catalan Warrington or Warrington Catalan. Some of the two teams. I don't know who they were. But we were like, we need, and I remember sitting around in a little group and like one of them was going, we need to win one of these two games. If we don't win one, we're done. We're not getting it playoffs. Yeah. Which in itself is like, instead of talking, worrying about relegation, we're talking about playoffs. Oh. And then we won one, and then we won the next one, and then we won the next one. And then it was like every week we'd meet up at the same coffee spot and we'd be like, surely we can't. Like, no. Just wasting for it to burst. Yeah. yeah we're like, 
we're not, nah, we're not Salford. Because I remember just after it, um, I think it was Flash had said to Moose, he was like, imagine if we got to grand final. And Moose was like, not a bro, no chance. Because <laughs> we've won a couple of games. Yeah. And then it just, boom, boom, win another, win, win another three or four. And it was like, there's no way. Salford, no chance. <laughs> we just kept doing it and doing it. And then yeah. got to the playoffs and it was like, we do a play, we played Wiggy first round. Um, I didn't play that, I was filthy. I got dropped for basically no reason. He actually said that as well. It was just a gut feeling, but by the way. Yeah. Because um, uh, I played a week after, but uh, yeah. we want to play, and then we, 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 we lost by, I think it was 12-6. And I remember being in the change room, and it's the most positive any team have ever been after a game. Everyone was just like, we'll come back here in two weeks, we'll fucking beat them. That, and that was like the chat. It was like, there was no worrying about all what we've done today. It was like, we'll come back in two weeks, we'll, we'll beat these lot. We knew we were playing Cass the week after, but we was, we was that confident as a group. We, we knew we'd go and beat Cass. That was our last home game. We knew we weren't going to lose. We won that 24 0. And then we, yeah, we went. And we just pasted Wigan, which is madness, really. But we did. We, we absolutely pasted them. And that, that crowd as well. I mean, everyone gives Salford grief for not having many fans. But they pretty much, it was like an home game. Obviously, I'm from Wigan, but it was like an home game. Like it was, yeah. it was just. It was a full stand and it was just full of salt, like loud as anything, singing all them songs. The rest of that, the Wigan crowd was like, uh, it was like being in church. Um, and it was, yeah, it was crazy. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, we ended up in Old Trafford somehow, a little, little Salford, but um, yeah, we got there. I mean, Saints too good. It's very, very yeah. good sound. Um, obviously, that was the first of the three in it, probably potentially four this year as well. So it was the start of a really good a really good St. Helens team that so but you know we didn't just go to you know we, we definitely weren't one of them either we were going for make up numbers we probably thought we could do. Yeah. But we just turned up on the day and it was weren't our, it weren't our day. So you generally felt that you were going to stuff Wigan without kicking a ball. Because there's some games, Greg, where you rock up and it just feels right, doesn't it? Yeah. You'll know like that was one of them more. That was one of them, hundred yeah. percent. I remember being, I remember being here for the game, and it was like the more, it was the most confident I'd ever felt going into a game, which is madness thing thinking about it. Like Salford going playing at Wigan in a grand final eliminator like type thing, and it, but it was like if we turn up like what we just said like the other week, we will come, we'll do it, and it was like getting on the joining the bulls just outside of town, you know, to drive in. And you could just you got on the buzz and you could feel it and it was like yeah we're on here and then yeah. started the game and you could just as soon as we started it you could sense it and it was like this is going to where we think it's going to go and yeah we we did we, we hammered them yeah so you sort of like measured them up in the twelve six game really didn't you and maybe maybe over overplayed them and thought actually we're as good as these in it because you yeah. can do that without knowing it Greg can't you you can think yeah definitely pal and I think that's what it was I think we sort of took the best. Knowing we could give a bit more, I think that's the way. That was the feeling anyway. That was what we yeah. felt. They've they've given us everything there. We've we should have come away with it, but we're not. But we'll come back in two weeks we and we'll do. Yeah, yeah. So, are you a United fan then? Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. How is it walking out, mate, at Old Trafford? Because I had, if I'm being honest, pal, when I left Wigan, I never thought I'd get a chance. Just being yeah. 
just being completely honest, so I thought that one's probably not got, you know, I always thought, I might have a chance of getting to Wembley, you know, because you've always a chance yeah. to come. But I thought, that one's probably past me. I'm never going to play Old Trafford and blah, blah, blah. But that was just, to be, to be able to walk out the tunnel and fire, and fire things going off and looking up and looking around the stadium, it's max, you know. It's one of them, really, it's really close. It doesn't look that big, but when you see all the people, it's massive. Yeah, uh, and then trying to find trying to find my family, absolutely no chance of finding them. It just sort of like, could have switched to the old man. Um, but no, it was um, that was yeah, it was special. I mean, you don't get the win, but in answer, not really fuss, really. You know, it's one of them, isn't it? You, it's all things anyway, winning and stuff. I think a lot of it's like I can say this now because I've lost, but. <laughs> A lot of it is like it's a bit of an ego thing, really, because you know who, who's going to occur in 10, 20 years. It's just like you, you know, yeah, you win or lose. Just remember you were there, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's it. That's it. yeah. But again, if I'd have won, I'd probably say something different. So I think that's yeah. my way of coping with it, anyway. Yeah, so, it's not so a bad I'm, way. I'm not crying myself <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> so, but what does that do for you? Going coming back from your break, then do you? As, as I, a, I don't, yeah. don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to put a phrase together, but you don't want to be known as a one-season wonder, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that was the that was the feel that was the feeling in the team with Watto especially, and just the lads who because obviously we, the problem we had at Salford was everyone there's like such a massive turnover all the time. Like yeah. at the club now, there's only me and Kenny who played in grand final. That's uh, crazy, yeah, that, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. how bad it is. It's just there's just so many players go, and then to top that. And then to top that, there's only me, Kenny. No, Kenny didn't play in it. Sorry, there's only me, Reese, Callum, and James Greenwood from the from the cup final. Yeah. So in that three years, there's like two from the grand final, four left from the cup final, which is, yeah, that's why I think there's so much of so much of a struggle really to sort of maintain yeah. high standards because. That's what we set that year. We set really high standards. I mean, we had some unbelievable players. We had Jackson, who's like Man of Steel. Yeah. You know, we had some great finishers as well, like Inu and uh, Kenny. You know, they're just, they're like in, yeah, like Inu's probably the most freaks, aren't they? To put it blatantly, yeah. Yeah. He's just just a very laid back man, but he's unbelievably skillful. He's, yeah, he's probably the most skillful player ever played with. So we had them players. We had them. Absolute match winners, but then we had like we had a lot of like meet me type players. Just doesn't don't get no applause. No one really notices, but just grafts, you know, like yeah, just graphs, nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll do a lot of uh, work that sort of goes unseen by by your people wide of of um, of the game, if you will. But your teammates sort of appreciate it, which is you know, end of the day, that's what's most for me personally. That's what's most important. So. We had that. We had a lot of players like that. We had a lot of players who were, who were really hard for each other, which allowed the match winners to do their thing as well. So, uh, but again, going back to that, sorry, going back to that year, that's exactly what we thought. We went. We don't want to be just getting to this final, and then we want to build on it. Um, yeah. Want to be known as that. So, a bit like Cass sort of did. I mean, yeah, they sort of got turned people's perception. Like still now, people still see Cass as a bit of a bit more of a bigger club um, but we tried to do that and um, 
obviously that was that COVID season, wasn't it? Which was a bit yeah, all over the place. But um, I think we start we didn't start Super League well. We, we won two from seven, so we you know we but we beat Wigan again. That was our last game before COVID. And then in that time, obviously, you just don't know how long it's going to last, do you? So we, we were training the house down at all. So just before we left and we had to quarantine and not, we, we, yeah. we all went into the training group, picked up as much weights as we could or whatever and took them all home. So I had like a barbell and stuff in my back garden. Yeah. And we just, yeah, we just, we just trained like, probably trained out at home and we did a, a, yeah, a training. Yeah. When are you uh, going to take it back, mate? Are you keeping it up? What's that? <laughs> when you're taking the gear back, or are you well, keeping it? It was like it was like they had a bloody checklist waiting. Right, who brought this back? Yeah. But um, no, I mean, and it sort of, it, you know, it, it, it um, I reckon it, it put us in good stead. So when we came back as well, because I think we were we hit the, hit the ground running. Like our first game, we might have paced it all, um, and then. Yeah, after that we lost a couple of them. We went on a little little protracted run to the to the cup final as well. Um yeah. I think it got redrawn, I think, because of something happened with the amateur teams or something. Yeah, yeah. So it all just sort of fell into place, I think, for us because yeah. I think we got drawn against Saints as well. It was like, ooh, you know, ideally I don't want to play playing them so early after not being, you know, after being off for so long. Yeah. Got redrawn, we ended up playing Catalan and you know, we, we, we worked our way through and ended up at final. So you've been in you've been in a couple of environments, especially like when you were with us, we our witness we, we were struggling. So how different is an environment when you're struggling and you are putting genuine effort in, getting no reward for it really, to then go in to a winning environment where everything you took seems to turn to gold and is it a tricky place to be when you're getting beat, or do you just again the cliched stuff? Trust the process; it'll come with working out. Or do you hit a rut and do you start thinking when's it going to end? I think, yeah, I think so. I think it does. Yeah, I mean, you can have that time where you know you have that feeling of you know just stick to it. We'll get there eventually. But then when it doesn't work, obviously. Lads, uh, lads' confidence. You could see, you could see a witness. A lot of lads just they look shocked, like the confidence had gone. Like, um, and it's a shame. It's a shame because there was some proper, there was some proper, proper good players there, but they just had no like near that back end. There was just no like you could see confidence had gone in them. A lot of them. And yeah. It was a shame, proper shame because, um, and obviously like you know your fans get, you know they get annoyed with you, and but he definitely, was definitely not a case of no one not trying or things like that. It just, I think a lot of it just had, a lot of them just had sort of, just the confidence had just gone. It sort of beat, beat, beat them out of it and they just, a lot of them probably weren't enjoying the time. Um, it's yours you know, and it's key, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not going to do that, are you? And you're not winning. No, I mean, no. that's what you want to do, but, you know, you want to win and it just sort of, that's just how it came and then, on the flip side, like I say, when you're winning, it, it everything just it just it is. It's that you sort of create your own luck, I think, and um, but it's all because you've, you you work. It's the way you work, I think, and the way you work, work for each other, and you're willing to do a bit more for people. Um, there's just that sort of 
I think that's probably where it is. I think it's all of it's down to confidence and enjoyment. I think when you when you're not enjoying it, then Christ, it's it's a people can obviously people who don't know this oh, it's still you're doing you're playing playing your hobby or something for a job and thing. But when you're not enjoying, it, no matter what you're doing, it's no, yeah, one of them. Um, and it's on the flip side when you're enjoying it. It is. It's the best. It's the best job in the world. Like, you know. and one of the easier things you probably do, isn't it? That's it. You yeah. just turn up and it's. It, you just sort of come. It comes easier. That's it. It comes yeah. easier. And you might think it's oh, it's a piece of piss, but it's, it's all the work you've already done. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you. It's the reward, isn't it? Exactly. That sort yeah, of yeah. puts you in them places, and that's that's how it, that's how it works. I think. So we'll we'll touch on this year a little bit, mate, because you're in. You're in the middle of a, a good run again, and yeah. I won't lie that that grand final. Yeah, you've obviously I don't want you setting all targets and nothing. It's week for week and all that, but yeah. you've got a hint of that, haven't you? So like Sneedy's come back. Yeah, Brody looks like he's a brand new player, doesn't he? Mm. And you've got Brayley's playing some of the best stuff he's playing. Yeah, so's Andy Acker. So your spine's pretty solid. Then you've got Acker coming in and kicking off on the back of. Of that, and then your big boys are all doing a job. So Kenny's scoring tries for fun. It all them little traits that you've been developing over them years, regardless of the two or the four you still have been there. Mm. It looks you've got that imprint there. It looks like you can go on that type of run again, mate. Done it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely what you just said. There's definitely things that are in place in the tide that we can we can build off. Like say, you've got your you got your halves that pretty much play every week that, that are, sort of complement each other perfectly, really. You've got Sneed, who's very much uh, like, just very, so calm. Like the other week, like the weekend, like they kicked off to him and he just he just put his hands up in the earth. Didn't even yeah. stretch or anything. The ball just comes straight to the bump and just like that, as easy as you like. So he's very calm, he's very confident in what he can do. Very, and then you've got Brody on the other, other side, who's like dynamite, like wants to be running all the time and, so they just complement each other very well. And you can see it now, like Croft is loving his time. I think he's probably the same, like what we've just been talking about with this. Yeah. He's probably had that when he was in Australia because he was, he was seen as, when he was at Melbourne, he was seen as being the next big thing and then that didn't sort of work out for him for, I think it was salary cap issues or whatever. And then yeah. he's gone to Brisbane, massive club, massive expectation and that's just not worked for him. And it's a shame because he's... That's the thing with Croft, he's a proper, he loves rugby league and it, you can just see he works, he works so hard at it yeah. and you can see why he would get so down because if it's not working for him, it's definitely not through a lack of trying. Yeah. It just wasn't probably, a well, it will have been a confidence thing and he said it himself the other week, he's just enjoying and excited to play rugby again and it, it's showing in our players and, and like what he said, everyone else is just sort of clicking in now and seem to have turned a bit of a corner going into it right end of the year and hopefully... Hopefully that can maintain, but it's one of them that that league's so tight at the minute. Because um, yeah. Toulouse have just gone from they've gone like the Lazarus effect. They've gone from being nowhere to boom, we're back up, and they're only well, they're only two wins away from jumping up to eighth or whatever it is now. Nice. Yeah, I think they've done a good bit of mid-season business as well. Toulouse, didn't yeah. they? And yeah, they, needed, they brought a couple of lads in. Yeah. yeah, got some decent signings in, so I think yeah. that's what's kicked them on. Um, but fair play to them. And like I said, coming into this time time of year now, they've got quite a few home games and I think they can make it I think well like, yeah, from 
being honest, I think they can probably use that as a bit of a tool for going forward and trying to pick up some wins. Yeah. Because it's going to be different for people going over there because it's, uh, yeah. Um, I've been roasting me the last couple of days, so. That, no, that's it. This is a rarity for us and it's an everyday occurrence for them, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So, listen, I've come to the point now, I've got a few daft questions for you, mate. And yeah. So, any pre-match superstitions? Obviously, they've changed as you've got older a bit, haven't they? Yeah, I used to have one. I used to have, well, it's a superstition. It depends, depends what side of the fence you look at it. I used to always, um, used to always pray before I went out. Um, yeah, and it had to be, had to be just before I went out. So when they go out, going out for warm up in two minutes, that's when I'd have to run off and do it and whatnot. And uh, again, that's one of them. If you, you know, it depends what is it superstitious or is it. Is he actually there, or it's one of them? Yeah. But um, that's that's the one thing that I used to do. Um, so that's probably that's probably the one. Yeah. Right. So the toughest player you played with and against. Bear in mind the definitions of a fan's toughness to our toughness might be different. We might think of the carries in tricky times. They'll yeah. probably think knocking someone's head off, won't they? And, and it can be that. Yeah. But, yeah. The stuff you'll remember is probably them soft carries. Yeah. Toughest I've played with. Wow. Probably say Mickey Mac, Mickey McElroy. There's a few on the one, mate. Yeah. But, but, but Mickey, yeah, he, there's been times where he's just. You'd be like, you'd be looking at him and he'd be absolutely hanging, hanging out his arse and he'd be, he'd be, he'll work so hard. And someone will run at him and he'll put, they'll just put him straight on the back and then, and then he'll jog back and he'll be jump, jumping out at nine again and just so hard, just throws his body about everywhere. Um, yeah. And like I say, a lot of people, you know, a lot of fans will give him grief and that, but again, another, another bloke who's completely... You wouldn't expect it. He's just a proper, proper good fellow, like way from proper quiet as well. And well, he, he, yeah, I think yeah, different to how, you, how he is on the field. Um, yeah, just a different animal on the pitch. Different, yeah, different yeah. bloke when he's on the field. Um, but like I said, there's other people like just like we Tyrone, Tyrone McCarthy, who's calling tenacious, like because he yeah. he just put his body in daft places and stuff, and he just. Too brave for his own good, really. Like, he tri- yeah. like when he flew out last year and tried to knock Sitalecki on his ass. And to be fair, and all, looking back, it probably that was the defining thing that ended his career. But uh, that was just Tyrone. He just he would just go out and he'd lead the line on his own and he'd yeah. throw his body at people and stuff. And yeah, he was a, he was definitely a brave player. And uh, you come on here, mate, and he looks the most relaxed walk of a, like one of the most relaxed yeah. people I've had on. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Just chilled out, but he, like I say, he worked hard and. Yeah, again, yeah, he just probably too brave for his own good at times, but you know, you'd see that someone be too brave, they're not brave at all. Yeah. Um, and then toughest uh toughest I've played played against. I don't want to just go down that the That big burly one, that the tough, the, the tougher players I think are the ones who are just like awkward to defend against. And you don't go away, probably, did he? Yeah, just yeah, yeah defending them because they're just like 
Just yeah, just hard to defend. Like um tell you who's always our book to defend. There's been a few really now. Well, one who's playing now, I'd say definitely is uh, Alex Wormsley. Just because yeah. I think who was it who said that last year's time about how he quartered him? It was, um, I think it was John Keir. So he's like trying to tackle scaffold and shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and that's, that's about right. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just a big, awkward thing, but he just uses it so well. Yeah. He leans in and he's just so he's strong as well, like, and just so awkward to defend. Um, but then, like I say, another one, another, I'll tell you another one you had to defend, George Williams. I know we've laughed about this a few times because when was it? We played, when when Widnes beat him, uh, we beat him eight, was it eight four? When yeah. we, went, we went down to 11 men, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Or eight six or something. Eight Whatever six or something. Yeah. Six, yeah. We went down to 11 men and I remember, I remember we laughed at me and George because obviously I know George and, I remember at the time we were down to eleven. I'd been on been on for longer than I should have been. Like we, you know, you, you have your spell, but we couldn't get spelled because yeah. we have no subs or whatever. Blah blah blah. And I'm stuck me. I'm stuck under middle of sticks. They just got ball back, and like, and I'm running back and I turn, and I'm like fourth man in, so I'm next to the, so I'm like in a back row position. Yeah. But I'm under sticks, so I've got like fifty meters. I've got loads of room either side of me because we're losing. <laughs> and literally, yeah, I turn. Were. I've turned and the washing machine, I've turned and George has seen me and he's just gone, give me the ball like that. He's run <laughs> at me. He's like, put this left foot step on. I nearly brought my ankle trying to, I just did a pirouette in middle of the field. And I was like, you little bastard. <laughs> like, Listen, I said, I needed, I said, I know, I, I get it like, but. Yeah. No. I know, you don't need enemies when you've got men like that, do you? <laughs> like, that's what I mean. So they're the, they're the ones, they're the, they're the tougher ones, I think, the ones who make you. Make it harder for you to defend. Like, yeah, no. make you do things you don't normally do and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your favourite away ground, Craig? <laughs> and a popular one is actually Headingley. Yeah. Yeah, Headingley's very popular. Sports, yeah, but I quite like. Um... Quite like Warrington's ground, mate. The new one. Yeah, the yeah. I like playing there. I thought like something about the I don't know, I think it's just a good little rugby league ground now, I think. It's not too yeah. big, it's not too it's in the it's quite close at pitch. It's just the pitch is always brilliant. Um I probably said that. Um I said the least favourite, without a doubt, is Wakefield. <laughs> it's always on a Sunday afternoon. You've yeah. used that in the back of the journey. And we usually get pumped. No matter what team I play for, I've been, I've been pumped a lot at, at Wakefield Ground. So I'll probably say <laughs> Wakefield. Right, mate. So if you've had a few with the lads, you've beat Wigan in a, in a qualifier or something, mate, you'd end up with a microphone in your hand. What are you yeah. giving us? Oh, I've got all sorts of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I used to sing a lot? I used to sing um, Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Yeah, depending on how I feel, like if I'm feeling confident enough in my in my vocal range, I could probably go for "My Way" by Frank Sinatra. Um, what else? What else have I known, been known to sing or butcher? Should we say? <laughs> um, what else? I tell you what, I, I, what was a good one that I can do. Um, 
Have you heard, have you heard of I've Been Everywhere by Johnny Cash? Right, well, look it up after and you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. there's lots of towns. It, so the, the, in the verses, he says, I've been to everywhere. And then it's like, I've been to, and it just names all these towns after each right. other. It's quite hard to come up with them. And I remember being yeah. at, um, when Gleese was still at Salford, he showed me and he was like, you'll never, you'll never get these. I was like, I will. Anyway, I'll give you a year for come up with it. And anyway, I thought, in my, in my own little daft world, I was like, right, I'm going to learn this. <laughs> so in my spare time, every now and then, I just go, right, put it on. Anyway, the year later, I literally hit coming up. I said, hey, Gleese, I've got that song for you. And fuck off, no way, no way. And then I did it for him. He was like, that's how you stand there. I never heard that before. <laughs> never heard anyone do that. Fair play. Crap, like, Have you got the words up? I was like, no. He's like, fair play to you. I'll give you that one. So, Brilliant, if you listen to that after, you'll know what I mean. It's quite, it's yeah. quite hard. So. Right. Yeah, and so... I've got a tricky bit for you, mate, and I understand if you don't want to do it because you're still in the middle of your career, but a one to 13 you played with. Uh, all right, then. Yeah, number one. Number one would be Sam, Sam Tompkins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go number one, Sam Tompkins. Number two. Number two. Tennessee always got me one. Gonna yeah. have to be. Um, yeah, he's been brilliant, Kenny. It was a good find, Kenny, wasn't he? Proper for both. Yeah. Like, I've been with him at KR and I've been with him at definitely yeah. both times. Um, he's a really, really good player, Ken. Just so like proper solid, great finisher, but he's solid like backfield carries and just a really good winger. Um but I've Kenny in all day. Uh the one the wing, the other wing spot. Might upset, might upset one person here, but you can have a couple, mate. I've put yeah. you on the spot, so you can have a couple. But where would so if you just to go slightly off, if you were a coach, then mate, where do you see Chris doing his best stuff? Would would Chris and be in a centre for you or on the wing for you? Probably not wing, mate. Yeah, yeah. We that's what I was going to put. I'm going to put in on the other wing to be fair, just because of what he can give you because he can kick goals. Yeah, it's like. And he's a boss in the air as well, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, but that's what I mean. He's got, he's got everything in him. Like, then a couple of years at Salford, he was brilliant. Uh, yeah. He was. He was brilliant for us. So, I probably, then, there's my wingers, I'd say. Kenny and yeah. Kenny and Inu. Um, centres. We're going for. Oh, Miss Parrish is out there, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah. I could put him on. You can have centre. And what I've played with. Chris Well, another one. Yeah. Yeah, Chrissy Wellum. Um So you've been blessed, mate, haven't you, really? Like, well, probably not to hide to your hair off. Otherwise, I've, yeah. I've played with some. Unbelievable players, really. Um, yeah. Who do, like I say, as a middle, that's that's all you want. You just want backfield lads who's going to... Give you a breather, really, innit? Yeah, basically, give you a breather and then finish finish tries yeah. when, they, when they need finishing. Um, so they, you definitely have had that. Um, Uh, 
centre-wise. Hey, well, come back to centre. Yeah. Um, and then... Earth-back. Jackson, Jackson Aston's going to have to be in. Um, yeah. Going to have to be. Um, another one. Playing 13 at the minute, Jacko. Is he playing 13? Yeah. Yeah, he's a deep, he's a big enough lad too, so uh, he's actually quite he's quite a big big body for a for an half back, so fair play to him. And he's like I say he's, he's a competitor in it, so yeah. Stick him anyway, he'll do a job, I think. Um, you don't hit the levels you use boys play at if you're just passive, do you? No. It's what, sorry? You you don't hit the levels you boys hit. Just being oh, passive, do you? No, you've got to have that bit about you. Yeah, he's hundred percent. He's got, he's got like, he's, he's tough and he's, he's, he's like I say, his, his biggest thing is his work ethic and his competitiveness. He's, he's one, of, he's probably the one up there with like Sam is. Sam's probably one as well, but they're, they're up there with, you know, the, the the best sort of in that area in terms of competitiveness. I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So him, and then I'd probably go with. Uh, who's another one? I'd probably go with Albert Kelly. There's like a bit of a bit of a maverick on that side. Obviously yeah. you've got Jackson who organised everything and you've got him as a as the maverick type player. Yeah. Um you need structure and you need a free role, don't you? That's it. And that's yeah. when that's when Albert was at his best when when we had when we had Terry Campesi at um at KI, that's what because obviously he was the organizer and that'll just let Albert free him up and so much stuff he can do, he was unbelievable. When he's on when he's on his game, he's one of he's one of best. Um, yeah. So I'd probably have them too. Um, and then I thought you'd have picked yourself at six, kick a captain. Well, well, I could have done that when I was a kid. <laughs> um, I'd probably go number nine. Start with I'll go and start with Mickey. Yeah. Mickey Mack. Yeah. Mickey Mac. Um, and then the front row, I'm going to get some shit if I don't pick all my mates here, so I'll <laughs> <laughs> probably pick them all. Um, probably go, I'll tell you what, I'll go, Mossop's got to be in anyway, because he's, yeah. he's, he's a good forward, Blues. Um, put Moose in. Um, and then... Yeah, fair play. I'll go with, I'll tell you what, I'll go with Gil, the other one. Yeah. Um, and then, back on. I'll tell you what, I'll go back to centre, sorry. Right. Just come up with them. Uh, Anthony Gellin. Yeah. Anthony Gellin. Good mate of mine, girls. So and he was a good player too, so that helps. Yeah. Um give you the stunty now and then back into the training. He's what? He used to give you the stunty oh, back into the training. What a man, tell you. I remember that story coming out of like wouldn't even surprise me that. <laughs> what, what a bloke. Just like just yeah, different different kettle of fishing, but yeah. Yeah, good fella. Um yes, then. Loose forward will be Sean O'Loughlin. Yeah. Um, and then the back rowers, I'll go with 
I'll go with Mark Flanagan and um, Tyrone. Yeah. In the back row. And I'll come, off, I'll come off bench like I always have. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors Boydell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.